Welcome to Stay Engaged. Everything you know and love about the IAB's flagship conference, Engage, but reimagined for these extraordinary times. It's Engage, but offstage. Today's offstage audio session comes from within the IAB family. Daniel Knapp, IAB Europe's chief economist, gives his expert insight into the relationship between economic trends and advertising growth, what we can learn from previous recessions, and what's different this time. Hello, my name is Daniel Knapp. I'm the chief economist of IAB Europe, and I'm here today at uh, Stay Engaged with IAB UK to speak about the impact of COVID-19 on the digital advertising sector in the UK and Europe. Of course, COVID-19 is center of mind for everyone, but it's quite challenging to quantify what exactly the impact on the ad industry will be. There are a lot of articles out there, a lot of company reports illustrating that the impact will be there, it will be severe, but how deep is the impact and how long is the impact? These are really important and tricky questions. And I'd like to speak today about what can we know about this phenomenon and how can we use methods of econometrics and forecasting to really grasp this in a new way. There are typical many different approaches to how ad forecasting can be done, but it's of course particularly challenging now in times of uncertainty. Typically, you see a correlation between the overall economic growth and ad growth, so you could do a macroeconomic modeling, you could look at how different sectors exposed to the crisis and then infer what the impact would be on the digital ad sector. For instance, we know, of course, travel is going to be heavily impacted. And then if we know how big travel is for the digital ad sector, we can infer what's the relative contribution. There have been expert interviews out there which provide additional color. And also, we've had the financial filings, the Q1 reports of Facebook, of Google, of local broadcasters, which also gave us a lot of really useful information on how this pandemic is going to pan out from an advertising perspective. None of these approaches, though, is perfect. They all come with the limitations. And what we need to do to really formulate something more robust is to combine these approaches into one. Now, when we look at the initial outlook for 2020, and the main ad forecasters completed their outlook in December 2019, we're talking about a future long gone. Back then, there was a very optimistic assessment that we'd grow globally as an ad economy across all media, digital and analog, between 4.3% or 5.7%, depending on whether you include cyclical events like sports or elections. Of course, this is now not a reality anymore. We've seen business confidence plummet to historical lows. We've seen consumer confidence drop as well. Unemployment is on the rise. There was a very staggering visual by the New York Times that was depicting the US unemployment figures on the headline of the New York Times on the front page. And the dip that was on the top of the page, the dip in the number of people employed was so high that it reached actually up to the bottom of the page. It was an absolutely staggering visual. With all these factors considered, what can we know? How can we use this environment to figure out what's going on in the world of advertising? We realize that ad spend is highly correlated to economic growth, and not just GDP, but in particular, household consumption and industrial production. That makes total sense, because household consumption is really about what can people buy? 
are they buying goods of daily use? Are, are they buying something more expensive? What's the overall available budget and so forth? And industrial production, what needs to be advertised from new yogurt flavors down to cars? And if we look at the factors there, we can see there is a relationship with advertising, and not just any old relationship, but a very specific one. We realize that, that advertising is actually something that amplifies economic trends, which means if the economy is growing, advertising would grow more. Unfortunately, when the economy is not growing, we see an even bigger amplification effect, which means if the economy is just growing a little bit or stagnant or declining, we see advertising going into essentially panic mode and we see much, much bigger declines in advertising than we see in the economy. And we've had a couple of recessions, 2001 with the dot-com crash and 9-11, we had the financial crisis where this was true, and for the Eurozone in 2012 again, where there was a double dip, and in all those cases, this amplification was true. Now, this time around, it's hard to quantify. Whereas all these mechanisms remain in place, even experts can't agree on where the economy is going. Are we going to have a V-shaped recovery, a U-shaped recovery, an L-shaped recovery, or any other letter of the alphabet? It's unclear. If we look at economic experts, they are not even sure about what the actual impact on GDP is going to be for the next quarter or the next year. And there's a fantastic little thing called the Global Economic Policy Uncertainty Index, which says, well, we can't rely on governments sending out quarterly statistics on where the economy is, go is going. We need, in particular in terms of crisis, we need something more immediate something really fast. And a couple of economists from Harvard, Stanford, and other business schools came together and said, can't we use new methods of data science and analysis to provide a more real-time indication of where the economy is going? And they developed this Global Economic Policy Uncertainty Index. Essentially, it looks at press discussions of the economy and adds sentiment to it. Is it good or is it bad? It looks at newspapers across the world, and it additionally links it to GDP discussions and so forth. And if you look at this Global Policy Uncertainty Index recently, we see it is on record highs since it was started in the 1990s. This record high doesn't mean that the economy necessarily is as bad as ever, but it means that even experts can't agree. Uncertainty here is a measure of do we know which direction things are going and how deep the recession will be? Never ever has there been such disagreement even among experts. Which makes ad forecasting hard, but we have a couple of data points. As I said, you know, I was an analyst for a long time and one of my heroes was a guy called Bob Cohen. Bob Cohen used to work at Ericsson McCann and what's now a Magna or Interpublic. And he was the father of ad forecasting. He was the first one to look at ad spending data and turn that into a science. Looking at spending patterns across newspapers, TV, out of home, radio, and so forth, he was just discussing how can I give the industry forward-looking indicators where they're going, what are spending patterns across clients, and how much the ad industry is going to grow. And he was so enamored with his profession that even when he retired, he still had an office at McCann and actually worked on this topic for 62 years until he certainly passed away a couple of years ago. But due to his work, 
we have an amazing, actually, history of ad spend. And the data that he gathered through archives and other means actually reaches back to the year of 1900. So we have over a hundred year history of ad spend. And that's, of course, an amazing treasure trove of data to run correlations and other analysis to figure out where might ad spend head this year and next. We would in particular for the US, but because the structural factors that impact ad spend are very similar, we can learn a lot for the UK and for the rest of Europe. So I did an analysis and there were a couple of remarkable periods in ad growth. The first was really the Great Recession of 1929 up to 1933. Then it was the oil crisis, the Second World War before that, and a few others. And if I just look at the GDP forecasts now that some leading economists like the International Monetary Fund put out, and I correlate that with these historical ad spend figures, something amazing comes out. If we take the IMF GDP forecast, their baseline GDP forecast, which is the most optimistic one, that they dare to put out for the US, which is minus 5.9% for 2020, we will see likely the most severe ad spend decline since the Great Recession 29-33. So already in the most optimistic scenario uh, for GDP, it's pretty dire out there. Now, as I said before, not everyone agrees on where the economy is going. Keyword global economic policy uncertainty. And Deloitte actually says, well, we think US GDP is going to go down by 8.3%. And if we put that into the equation, we see a much stronger amplification effect. And actually, 2020 could be the worst recession in the recorded history of advertising, taking Bob Cohen's data back from 1990. So conditions are challenging, but is it already that bad? And in particular, what happens with digital? Is it faring better or worse than the rest? So let's have a look at what it actually means for us here in the UK and also for our friends in Europe. And me being German, of course, I have a keen interest in Europe and uh, in my job as an IAB Europe chief economist. I also look at 28 countries, including the UK, very regularly. If we look at Europe, overall ad spend, we can see, ooh, if GDP drops below 3%, we're entering some kind of danger zone, which means advertising isn't necessarily growing overall. If GDP is below 1.5%, there actually is a 90% chance that the overall ad market is going to tank. So, not looking good for 2020, but there's something more we can do. We can learn from previous recessions. And over the last couple of weeks, many people have asked me, Daniel, is this like 2008 and 2009? Is it going to be a copycat recession in that sense? And can we just take the learnings from these past recessions and apply them one-on-one -on -one to COVID-19 and gonna have our picture of where the market is going? Unfortunately, it's not as easy as that. Because right now we have this huge combination of factors that no one can control. Not only do we have the immediate economic impact, but we have lack of clarity on government initiatives when lockdowns will be lifted, we don't know, is there going to be a second wave, a third wave? Even virologists disagree on the severity and types of spread of the virus. So these are all things that didn't really occur in previous recessions and that also economic models have never been set up to consider all at once. 
But we can see some interesting things, and that is that in the 2009 recession, when GDP forecasts were much better than they are now, we saw an overall ad decline in Europe of 12.6%. In the UK, it was around about 10%, slightly better. So is it going to be ballpark that? Let's see. The good news is, in any analysis, that historically, digital has fared better than other media. So when we look at 2009 again, all other media declined, but digital overall did not decline. It continued to grow, albeit at a lower pace. High single digits still, which is pretty strong. Now, if we dig deeper into what actually makes up digital, uh, search, display, video, and so forth, it was really search that drove it all. Because it's so direct response driven, it can be turned on and off. It's highly measurable. That's a perfect medium to continue spending in the recession, whereas we saw anything brand related come back. So although I said the environment is different now, we can see that there are certain digital channels which appear to be, well, well not recession proof, they are more confident in a recession and are used by marketers. Now, when I talked about turning things on and off, of course, fast forward to 2020, there are other media as well, which can be turned on and off, which are highly reactive. In particular, if we think about programmatic, for instance, which is display, some is bottom of the funnel, performance-based, but it's also being used for more brand-based campaigns. Another branding is suffering. The overall near real-time nature of programmatic allows marketers to hedge and to use digital media in a much more tactical sense than even was possible in 2009. So if we look at the impact across all these digital formats, what can we learn? Well, before we dive into the formats, we need to see what kind of year is 2020. 2020 was supposed to be an amazing year for advertising. Why? Because it's a cyclical driver year. In advertising, we have odd and even years. And as a rule of thumb, the even years always grow more. Why is that? Because we have sports events, Olympics, football cups, and so forth. So that's always a huge driver. Now, while that applies globally, it doesn't necessarily apply in Europe, and that's our luck this year. So many were concerned that moving major sports events to 2021, or as it stands now, possibly even 2022, that's going to be an extra hit that 2020 has to take in terms of marketing. But I've crunched the numbers and I've seen that this amplification, this boost effect that the sports events have, they mainly apply to the US. So Olympics, not really a major boost. And even if we look back at our own homegrown Olympics 2012 in London, the only medium that really benefited from them was out of home. Overall, if we look at Germany and at Poland, where they had a Euro Cup, a football cup, hey, spend even was lower around the football event than before or after. Because brands were worried that they would drown in the cacophony of voices of the volume of campaigns and advertisers during these sports events. That's actually good news that sports events don't have much of an impact for us right now. Now, when I forecast ad markets, I like to always start with the total market and not just look at digital in isolation. Why is that? Because we need to follow the logic of the media buyer, the logic of the CMO. The CMO doesn't say, hey, I'm going to spend X on digital. They say, here's a budget of X, and then I'm going to distribute it across channels. So we need to see what 
overall budget is available. And if we look at the GDP forecast and run a model, I see the UK currently, that's all media, at around minus 14.6% for 2020. And I recently commented on the RPA bellwether, which had a similar forecast, and it's also in line with the now newly released walk forecast. So there is some growing confidence around this range. But as I said, digital is going to fare much better than that. So we see the biggest exposure in banners and classifieds, and then it's going to get much better for search, for social, and for video. And also we're going to see the bulk of the exposure in Q2. So I was in fact positively surprised when I saw the Q1 company reports from a Rubicon, from a trade desk, from a Google, a Facebook, Snap were the first one to report and the stock even accelerated because the impact in Q1 that we saw globally and in the UK wasn't as pronounced as thought. We only really saw an impact at the very end of March. Third week of March, really, things started to turn sour. Yes, and then we saw a double-digit decline often, but even not as strong as some might have feared. Q2 really is the hard test. And we are likely going to see double-digit declines across digital formats in Q2. Q3 likely looks better. There are some early indications that Aspen is stabilizing. So not just in the UK, but overall. Stabilizing for different people means different things, so you have to read between the lines. For some, stabilizing means it's not going to tank even further, and for others it means the pace of decline is decelerating. So overall, I'm expecting a Q3 that's around one-third or so better than Q2. A lot will depend on lockdown measures and unemployment numbers. But overall, we can say that digital in the UK is about to fare around twice as good as all other media combined. If we look at you know, TV and other media, we saw Q2 a declines of around 40%, likely going to continue in Q3, slightly better, but still severe. And digital is going to, based on our data, recover faster due to the performance-based nature, technical campaigns, but also because we have a broader pool of advertisers, not just big brand advertisers, but also direct response advertisers. We have SME advertisers um, for whom marketing isn't a discretionary expense, but it's fundamental for the business, which means if you don't advertise, you don't sell. And as businesses reopen, it's just pivotal to advertise. And this will help digital to return to growth faster. And I see this growth currently happening in Q4, not in Q3 yet. Q4 is really the key word for the UK and globally. Because the key question is, when is the rebound going to happen and how fast is the rebound? I have good news and bad news. The good news is that if we look at China, which was earlier in the cycle of the pandemic, we had some sectors which rebounded extremely quickly. We can see that a rebound can happen super fast. And for instance, if we look at fashion and e-commerce, we saw a massive rebound, very, very short-term rebound in the luxury segment, for instance, in the e-commerce segment, where production was ramped up, where new styles were produced, new t-shirts, new cuts, new styles, very, very quickly, and that need to be advertised. But what other sectors will take much longer to rebound, in particular, when production lines have been frozen or have been repurposed from beauty products to hand gel, from 
car assembly lines to ventilator assembly lines and so forth. So it will take a while for these businesses, weeks, to retool, to ramp up production. So we'll see some faster and some slower paces coming. So the bad news is there isn't going to be this V-shaped recovery, even if the stock market tells us something very different right now, because there's a fundamental disconnect between the real economy and the stock market. But we can see that for specific sectors, recovery can be extremely swift. And at IBU, we did some surveys among, amongst advertisers and buyers, and we see some verticals that actually are not only recovering quickly, but that even haven't stopped spending. For instance, healthcare, we see in FMCG a strong push, and it was amazing to actually listen to the results of P&G, Mondelez, and Unilever, where some stronger, some less strong, but overall, they said, we're going to continue to spend during this recession. This is not the time to stop. This is the time to remind people of the importance of the product of daily use, and it's important that we continue investing in advertising. So they're doing the marketer's playbook of anti-cyclical spending, which not all sectors are doing. For instance, e-commerce is a mixed bag. In the entertainment and online groceries, it's very strong, but in other sectors, not so strong. Key will, and that's part of the well, bad story, we have a high exposure of small and medium-sized businesses. And I said before that Q4 recovery will heavily depend on them, because they must advertise. That, of course, means that these businesses have to remain operational throughout Q4. So government subsidies and support is extremely important, not just for the survival of these businesses, but also for the Q4 rebound for digital advertising. Last but not least, how long will this recovery take? Are we going to recoup all the losses back in 2021, or is it going to take much longer? We have some lessons for that. If we look at the previous recessions, 2001, 2009, and also at the Eurozone crash, root of thumb is, if there is one bad year, one really bad year, it usually takes the overall ad market three years to return to pre-crisis levels. Digital in the past has done much better, but of course we have to bear in mind that digital now is a very different beast. It's mature, it's in many markets, more than 50% of all ad spend, so we cannot just rely on this super fast recovery effect of digital. It will be quicker, but not as fast as previously. The good news for digital is that alongside the pandemic and the new normal that we're seeing, there's a structural social and economic transformation, which means working from home will continue. There will be a longer phase of low physical contact. Digital transformation projects which were incremental and slow in many companies, now are very fast. Many are thinking, how can we do in three months what we weren't able to do in three years? There are many GIFs and memes out there about COVID-19 being the fastest driver for digital transformation, and industry luminary Martin Sorrell continues to highlight the power of digital transformation during COVID-19. This is all going to help digital recover faster, yet, I warn, it's not going to be just in one year. It will take a bit longer. A key factor, last thing to consider is, economic uncertainty means the economic outlook could be worse or better than anticipated. For instance, if there's a second outbreak of COVID-19 this year, or there's a second wave next year, it all means that the GDP forecast that the IMF and others have published will be revised downwards 
And that could mean, in the worst case, if there's a second wave in 2020, that we're going to see a minus 20 decline in the ad market overall. And if there's a new outbreak in 2021, that we're going to see another around 5-6% dip in the market. Now, let's hope that, that this isn't the case. Let's hope that our discipline, our resolve, that our lockdown strategies are working. Let's hope that the economy is going to remain strong, that advertising is going to continue spending even in this recession. And if that's the case, I'm very optimistic that 2021 and 2022 will lead us back to growth and overall digital will stand after this recession healthier than before due to the accelerated change in the economy and society as things become more digital. Thank you. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. The next Stay Engaged offstage session is from voice experience agency Rabbit and Pork. They'll whisk us away to a day in the near future, envisioning how consumers will use virtual assistants to enrich their everyday lives and exploring what brands can do to get in on the action. Coming up as part of Stay Engaged.